Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Consequence Podcast Network. The aftermath of a Bonnaroo cancellation. What happened? Why it happened? And what does the future look like for Bonnaroo post its second cancellation in a year? We dig through all of that in the future of festival season. This week on the What Podcast, Barry Porter, Lord Taco, Brad Steiner, it starts right now. Camp looks a little different this year, doesn't it? A little odd. Uh, it's not really Camp Nut Butter, it's more like Barry's Basement. Um, <laughs> congratulations, we made it through another Bonnaroo year, guys. Can you believe it? We've done more shows about a non-happening event than maybe anyone's ever done in the history of podcasting. This is the longest-running podcast about an event that's about- <laughs> been canceled more times. <laughs> right. About nothing. <laughs> Barry Corder, Lord Taco, Brad Science, what podcast, uh, which bands this year that matter? We, uh, if you haven't gone back and checked, and, and Russ, you can tell me where this lives, but we did a, um, uh, super secret live show at the Moxie that exists where right now? Where can we? Right now you can find that on our YouTube channel. Oh, what is that? I don't even know the name of that. YouTube.com slash. Haven't heard podcast. of the YouTube. Never heard of YouTube. No, what is that? I think it's going to get big. I, <laughs> I have good feelings. Yeah. Buy stock now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so uh, th- there's so much to talk about. Let's uh, first review. The reason why I brought up the su- super secret show that we did is because there was such a bizarre moment in the middle of it where Kevin, who again, remind, he's Camp Redderoo, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And Cam, Kevin just happens to be driving through Manchester. And so what do we ask him to do? But why don't you just see if you can get on the premises. Take yeah. a left and see how far you can get. Kudos to you. It was a great thought. A great bit. It was funny. You said, where are you? And he said, I'm about five minutes from from uh, the farm. Yeah. And you said, why Go. Yeah, so for the next 20 minutes, we basically watched a man sit in traffic. It was the rest of the show. But he did try to get in. That was pretty funny. The yeah. security people there were cool about it. He yeah. was cool about it. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but but it was nice to see the farm from that perspective because we very rarely see it like that. I mean, I Sean, uh, who's a radio guy here in town, he uh, stopped by and said basically – You've lived this close to the farm, and you've never driven up to. I've, I've never done it. Some people do this either. every year, just off cycle, just to see the place, no. almost naked. The only time I've ever seen that road was three eleven, because that was the only. Oh, entrance. that's right. Yeah, I, I, 
I've never known where the arch, where the entrance is. I've never understood where all those people are going. So. No kidding. No, I, it was interesting to see. Um, do you think that when they do you think okay so they rebuilt the arch this year? It's this digital masterpiece. Do you think it stays forever? Or are they packing that up too? I think the framework stays. Does it really? But I could be wrong because those tents is where they're called. Uh, come down. Everything comes down except for the what stage. I, that's I'm not even sure that's true. I, yeah, I think the frame of the arch is permanent. They built it out of metal. Yeah, the previous one was wood. Uh-huh. So I think they designed yeah. it to be permanent. Interesting. That's fascinating. Um. All right. So lots to talk about. Yeah. Go back and, and rewatch that. Do we want to? Uh, do, should I start with my big surprise or should we end with my big surprise? Uh, probably ought to end with it. Cause okay. There, there might be, uh, it's, it's, we've got a big surprise that we're going to, um, uh, I'm going to announce here at the end of the show. Uh, but first let's go through some of the things that, uh, you feel, you think about the, um, the cancellation and, and how it all ended up, you know, go through the, the gambit of emotions that you went through from the moment you heard it till today. You want to start with me? Whenever, yeah. It's fine by me. So this is Sunday. By the way, I hate to interrupt, but... Why are we all wearing the same clothes? I know, I know. Uh, that too. <laughs> is there an outfit? Did we have some sort of? I thought y'all sent an email. And black said, shirt uh, quota black shirt that we day. had to get to. I, I know. Um, so this is Sunday, which would be it's noonish. We would typically be getting ready, recovering, uh, getting ready for Lizzo, and uh, the end of the day. Lizzo would have been last night. I thought she was Sunday. No. Oh, it's no, Brittany that's today. Yeah, what Brittany's today. today. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. I'm sorry. Um, so it seems like forever ago already that it's been canceled. Right. And we've moved on. Yeah. You know, you and I and Taco got to sit yesterday with Nick Turner, the guy who came up with these these heads and and our Camp Nut Butter logo. Also, the one of the half of Midist, some of the music you that you hear, hear on the show. Music, yeah, it's great and so funny. It was so I haven't seen him in two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a surprise guest came to to my house. Uh, Taco brought David Bruce. I am Bonnaroo. I thought you meant the stripper that we brought. We, uh, we don't talk about that. And uh, I mean, what was still- his name? <laughs> <laughs> he is Bonnaroo. <laughs> and we got to sit on the porch and uh, talk and visit, and that was amazing. So in in that sense, it felt very normal. Normal. Yeah, very Bonnaroo like. A very normal. Yeah. Um, but nothing else has felt normal. We did the secret show, and we had a lot of people show up came down from indiana and up from atlanta chattanooga ringo north georgia uh that was really cool so in that sense it felt the community thing sort of showed itself and i think that's key well Um, you well we had we had a berry rue yeah we sort of just coalesced around dad but taco actually went and did things the other events that you know, we're finding that. their ways in and around Manchester. Going to let That's him right. get into that. Yeah, I, I, he he actually did it, so I wasn't going to speak to it. But back to your question, um, the more on Tuesday when they made the cancellation, felt sad, felt mad, felt disappointed, but pretty quickly figured out they did the right thing. Each day since, I'm more I'm 100 percent convinced. There's no question they made the right call. Uh, have heard from indirectly from people at AC, you know, I think the, I think the quote was, we've got like a hundred cars that are axle deep in mud currently, currently, Jesus, this was Thursday, man, oh man, Friday. Yeah. And those are the people that were already there. So Mm -hmm. can't even imagine what would have happened had they tried to, there would have been, you know, damages and people hurt possibly so it's it wasn't just an inconvenience put it that way Mm -hmm. you weren't just gonna get a little wet Mm -hmm. or a little muddy Mm -hmm. it was gonna be awful you were gonna sink yeah (laughs) it was a very possible you'd show up if you were lucky that was the worst that was gonna happen so put that aside um but you know your joke about it's two years and we've done podcasts and about events that haven't happened that's true and so now we're looking at nine months from now. So 
you know, at some point. Well, we've got a lineup coming here in about two months. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking exactly about. Exactly right. So at some point, we need to get past and start getting ready, uh-huh. which is mind numbing, to be honest with you. I'm already exhausted thinking about it. Thank you're right. You. Now, about the events around Manchester, yep. um, I was supremely confused yesterday. You guys <laughs> really blew my mind. I didn't understand what all happened. So explain to me all of the different events and who was uh, who was organizing all of these things that popped up around Bonnaroo. There was there was countless. I mean, you couldn't even keep track of all the stuff that's going on. But I think one of the biggest ones was the other fest. You got to get right up on that. All right, uh, it was it was countless. It. Yeah, like the stripper, like the stripper. Yeah, <laughs> um, the other fest I think was the biggest one, and I think Kevin from Redaru had a lot to help with organizing that. He did. Uh, Kevin French is that his name? No, Ryan, Ryan French, French is the city council. City Kevin council. is Barnes, I think. Yeah, Kevin Barnes. Yeah, um, and they they threw. Uh, Andy Frasco up on stage. This I don't know where they got this stage. It was parked outside of a. Uh, Andy DeFranco was there. Wow, <laughs> they got some Andy good talent. Frasco, oh, big okay. and uh, big wild or big something open for uh-huh. them. And uh, like in less than forty eight hours, you know, this went from being nobody even. Oh, uh, it was more like twelve hours. Twelve hours. They yeah. uh, they had a stage. They had lights. They had sound. They had engineers. Mm-hmm. They had crew. Spicy pie. No, that was at the other one. Okay, had, but, but this had, was the other one. Well, this is the other fest. There okay. was, I think this was also part of the other fest, but there was another location that we went to to get the spicy pie. So what was that? What was that festival? What was that sort of offshoot? I think it was part of the same because it was part of the this, same. It was um, at two different. It was at uh, okay. Common, John's, Common Brewery, John's Brewery, and then and then this one was called Bite of Europe or Taste of Europe. It was it was a restaurant. Okay. Bar. Um, but I think they said it was twenty bucks to get in, and then your wristband is good at any of the others, so we could leave and go to the other one and and not pay. Oh, uh, okay, all right, I got it. Yeah. So because they had, I mean, not to, you were there, so I'm. A, but according to Kevin, when I talked to him, they were two, three hundred, four hundred people who had come down that were in Manchester camping, so they were looking for something to do. City council person Ryan French called Kevin and said, "We need to do something." Yes. He rallied, made a call to Andy Frasco's people. They said yes. Spicy Pie was going to sponsor the um, beer exchange, so they were already kind of on board and in town with a lot of product mm-hmm. to sell, uh, as was Pontoon, right, uh, Brewery? Uh, so they had some beer. Yeah. So Pontoon actually came to the mini room that we had at, uh, at Lindsay's in Belvedere. And uh, they which brought, was a private event. It was, so that's a whole nother event. That was a whole other event. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Can't keep any of this yeah. straight. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we've done this a few times before. So we, so which one did which one? You knew went to all of these. I went to all three, and then I came to Chattanooga what? last night and saw Barry Room at Barry Room. Yeah, Barry Room, and then you had Loop Daddy. That's right. <laughs> so who was the performer that we had in this house? Who did we, who did we book here? We we had uh, Nick. Okay, good doing stand up. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, so all of these things just sort of happened uh, organically and naturally, and then y- y- if you happen to stick around, you could find your way into. Now, did did any of our people that we talked to on the secret show? Sh- they were they were all there, right? Yes. Okay. Everybody. Daniel was there. Kevin Mitchell was there, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he no, wasn't yeah, on okay. the, he wasn't on our show, but uh, you talking about like the the people yeah. that showed up. Yeah, as guests, right? I, mean, uh, because I guess I'm wondering is is how likely were you going to be stick sticking around in town if you were to show up and they canceled? Like for instance, when when the Ruham kids they get the the ting, ding on their phone and all of a sudden you know they're two hours away from Manchester, or Nashville, and they just keep going and decide to stay here all weekend. They're still in Nashville. Yeah, that's still nuts. Partying, yeah. Do you think that that was more likely the case, or do you think most people probably bailed and and Turned around and drove home. No, I think most people, if you were on the road, if you were in town, you probably made the decision to stay and just yeah. find a party, find a concert, mm-hmm. find something to do. Um, I'm sure all the hotels instantly booked up from people needing place to stay. And, you know, if you've already got the car loaded and all your stuff, that's why right. Turn and, and go back home. At, even at our secret thing, you remember the, the three people from Indiana and Clay Wilhoyt, who is a Longtime Patreon, they were all excited because they were going to go see My Morning Jacket 
on Friday. And then the news came down. down. So my morning jacket and Brittany Howard are going to do a show in Nashville, right? Was it a Nashville show or an Atlanta show? Atlanta. Okay. So, so that show cancels because my morning jacket comes down with COVID. Someone in their travel group. Okay. They were very clear. It wasn't a band member, not a crew. It was someone in their travel group. So that would have um, been a big knock to your festival plans if all of a sudden My Morning Jacket, My Morning Jacket would have canceled. They wouldn't have been a Bonnaroo. So there'd been a three out. Now, it would have loosened you up to go to Goose. Right? Wasn't yeah. Goose the same time or Krungbin? Wasn't Krungbin the same Goose, Goose was a big conflict with Goose was the jacket. big one. Yeah. yeah. Krungbin was Erp before. Okay. Um, yeah, that would have been pretty bad news for me. Yeah, that would have broken your heart. Yeah. That was the one thing that you were excited about. That, that and, and uh, Turquoise. But yeah, the the My Morning Jacket was going to be a big, a big deal. So... Yeah, I don't know how I would have felt had the festival happened and they canceled. Well, did you see that um, the one thing that did uh, the Bonner did put their name on? I don't know if any of these things actually had the Bonner name on it, but the one thing they did put their name on was the show with Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Brittany Howard, and somebody else. I can't really remember the third I, person. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually in Nashville, but none, none of these other things had the Bonner name on it. Correct. These were all fan organized. Okay. Yeah, third party. Except, didn't you tell me? I mean, I guess it wasn't official, but there were some Bonnaroo folks. Uh, our friend Jeff Quayar Jeff, was there. Jeff Quayar was actually at the uh, other fest at the at the restaurant right before uh, he came on and talked before uh, Andy Frasco, and and they said that obviously uh, not doing his due diligence of getting cars out of the mud, huh? He uh, took a <laughs> break on he, that, huh? Honestly, didn't seem like he wanted to be up he, be up on stage. Uh-huh. I don't think he liked that. But, yeah. Um, but they actually mentioned Ryan French that their generator broke last minute and they called up Jeff, I presume, and said, can we get a generator? And so they got a, a yeah. generator loan from Bonnaroo. Oh, nice. So they That's put awesome. That show on. I also heard, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't remember the exact story, but I heard that Bonnaroo was donating a ton of their tents to the to the New Orleans relief effort. I think too. They saw that too. I think, yeah, we heard that yesterday, but I think I saw a story today in the paper that they are. So I don't know how many What's people- a paper? I don't know how many people are actually displaced down there that need tents. I'm not. I mean, I, it's cool what they're doing, but is that is that the need? I didn't. I wasn't clear on whether it was camping tents or if they were using big vendor tents. I, I couldn't it was figure. The VIP camping. Oh, uh, okay. That was the picture. Those oh, gray, okay. uh, odd shaped, mm-hmm. geodesic dome looking things. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. So then. Uh. You. But you see the pictures now you see what the farm looks like now the original reaction and we said this on the secret show or at least my initial reaction was when i fir- when i first heard this i was just immediately relieved you know all of this felt i know everybody there's so many people excited about it but for me having come from a hurricane and have all all of my animals and everything with me it was just became such a pain in the ass and so the the idea that i could just show up here and now i have no responsibilities whatsoever yeah. was actually the best thing that that could have happened but at first i really and i've told you this a hundred times i really thought that it was an insurance play like they had the finally got the opportunity they can't use covid as a way to get the insurance policy anymore but they can have an act of God and a hurricane that wipes through, especially after you see what Ida did in the Northeast after um, what ter- the terrible news of, of what's happened in New York and New Jersey. But then the picture started coming out. So just my initial reaction was, man, they got lucky. They got to get out of this and get their money back because <laughs> I really do think, and I, I'm not putting you know words in anybody's mouth, but something f- makes me feel like Half of them didn't want to do this anyway. That as a collective, there was one foot in and one foot out. I think that's you and I've been talking along those lines for a year. Um, I mean, that's how I felt. And it's that that was a COVID thing. You know, there's definitely that sense because of COVID. Do we really feel safe? Are we going to feel safe with 80,000 people in Porta potty, you know, we make those jokes, porta potties and FEMA tents and all that, but that was going to be the reality. the The hurricane was an entirely different different issue, and I haven't read the entire story, and we're going to have to follow up on it. But the the topic that you and I talked with Jeff Becker about a year ago, force majeure, a term you and I had, you may have heard of it, I had not. Um, 
but he talked about he's a, a an entertainment attorney, big time entertainment attorney. And so that was going to be the issue. And sure enough, there was a story in Billboard this week um, that that has become an issue, that apparently some of the vendors and the artists are now kind of on the hook for a little bit of their own costs. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't that's all the details I know, because I wasn't able to read the the entire story. Are you telling me there was a paywall? Can you believe that? How what kind of publication <laughs> would put a paywall in front of quality content? It's like they don't want people to read the story. That's weird. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um but so we're going to have to that'll be a topic we're going to have to dig into to see how that played out. Um but yeah, if if you had any doubts about the severity of the rain and what it was like the when it landed in New York, New Jersey, it should have it should tell you. I'm surprised that like there weren't like serious injuries or damage done when it came through Manchester. When you see what all happened in New York, I can't believe I would feel very nervous if I was a volunteer sitting in a tent while, you know, the remnants of Ida come ripping through Manchester. Two things. Um we knew it was gonna hit Manchester. Apparently New York was surprised. Apparently, they were not at all prepared. Right. Now, what that actually means, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know what that means, but they weren't prepared and, and, and they got hit hard. Manchester, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't seem, it seemed like it was sort of on the edge. There was a lot of talk, you know, like yeah, it's not know. rained that hard and it's not been that bad. Really, it just dumped a lot of rain on us. Until and it after. The same thing here in Well, we saw it here. Georgia. Yeah. We had some wind and some trees down here, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Manchester felt like it wasn't getting it as bad until it was all said and done. Well, see, that's what I was trying to see. Yeah, I mean, once I saw the pictures, right. then I said, "Oh my God, yeah. uh, that's not good." This was not an insurance play. This was legitimately. I don't know how you. I don't even know how you you get cars in. Uh, if if they couldn't get the out, the volunteers that were in that I said were axle deep. That was Thursday. Yeah, and they're still there. Well, they I think they're out now. I think they came in and got them, from what I understand. But they, you know. It's probably dried up enough by now that they can right. start getting them out. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I told this story. So my first my first Bonnaroo was, was 2003. And uh, I'll never forget it because this torrential downpour happened. And it was one of the hardest rainstorms I can remember. And we had had such a bad couple of days, me and my buddy. And... We just wanted out. We had to get out. And we were out in GA and, and 20 feet, no more than 100 feet away from the exit. And we thought that we had our, oh, we were so excited. Get me the hell out of here. I'm tired of being rained on. I'm tired of being covered in mud. We finally get to the promised land and vroom, the SUV gets stuck directly in mud. Well, then the rain starts coming down again, and it's starting pouring on our head. So he's putting plywood under his cars. He's digging mud out. He's doing every... I'm sitting in the car. Uh, he's doing everything he can to get his car out of here because he's dying to get out of Bonnaroo. Right. And we just couldn't make it happen. We could not get this car out of the mud. So what did we do? We slept in the car, and we woke up to a kid who was no more than 14, 15 years old on a four-wheeler dragging people out of the mud for 50 bucks a pop. I mean, it was all the money we had in our pocket. And dude to this day, we call him dude, dude to this day would say it's the best $50 he's ever spent in his life because there was no way getting out of there. Yeah. No possible way. That's right. Yeah, I've I've told the story. I guess it was 08. Uh, it rained, I think it was Wednesday. So we got there Thursday and they'd rearranged everything. You couldn't, they built a bridge, I think, that year. And you were going to camp, you know, parallel and perpendicular. And they said, you know, put you over here because it's high ground type of. And there was a little rivulet of water about that wide that went from one side Didn't of the. Didn't he play at the signal last night? Yeah, wasn't that a marked rivulet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from one side of the cars to the other, right? You know, they put you, you know, door to door. So there's not a lot of space between. And after a couple of hours of people just constantly walking through that, it went from that wide to, you know, 10 feet wide and stretched from car to car. Mm -hmm. You couldn't walk through it. You know, that's the image that I kept having in my head on Tuesday 
of 80,000 people in that mud and water, you know. Um, I mean, do you, I, you remember the year before they built the bridge that gets you from the what to the rest of Cineru? I mean, that perennial, perennially flooded all yeah. the time. If it rained, that became a mud pit from, for 30, 40 yards. And year after year after year, all they would do is throw hay down. They would throw a couple of pieces Piece of cardboard, plywood. Cardboard, yeah. Um, and then it rained on a Tuesday. And they said, oh, no, 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 let's build a bridge now. And then the next day they built the bridge and they had it ready by Thursday when, when Cineru opened. Yeah. Um, you know, there are ways to, around small pockets of, of water and mud, but there's no way around, you know, 10,000 cars basically sinking. For no, and I, I said this on Thursday during our show, and, and if you if you heard that, sorry for me repeating, but my boss when I filed my story said, you know, kind of jokingly, I thought mud and rain was part of festivals like Woodstock, you know, ha ha. And I said, is that a strain of weed? I said, well, uh, because I, uh, <laughs> I don't want anything all... to do with mud and rain. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst possible thing of Bonnaroo for me. I can deal with heat, but I just right. do not want to be wet. That's what I've said every year. And I told him, I said, first of all, that wasn't but mud at Woodstock, you know, so it's gross. And secondly, it's one thing if, you're there and it happens, mm -hmm. then you, you kind of roll with it, yeah. you know, but to go. And, and the fact is the turnpikes, the, the entries mm -hmm. were flooded. So we weren't even going to be able to get in. Yeah. It was going to be I horrible. Mean, look, the, the panic that ensues when you see uh rain move your way on the forecast and you're wherever you are and you've got to hightail it back to camp to sort of batten down and, and, tarp up what you decided to not tarp up because you didn't know rain was coming <laughs> right. through that is the worst feeling of my entire weekend i hate it yeah i absolutely hate it plus i'm not organized enough and i don't put together a good enough campsite that's going to be rainproof anyway and you know we sort of half-ass it and uh, hope that barry fixes it later uh but <laughs> it's more about the shade well you know sean stewart was there uh the other day and we were laughing about the last bonnaroo when that lightning hit. Now, there wasn't lightning as part of this storm. That's a whole nother issue. But it did rain that Sunday morning so bad. And we were adjusting tarps yeah. and keeping it from going this way and that way. And Sean and his buddy were still in their tents. And his buddy had a the easy up over it. And it filled up. Filled up so much. That it crashed down I'm, directly onto his It's one tent. of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> he, it was scary. He came out of that tent like in Ace Ventura 2. And Ace Ventura <laughs> comes out of the horse's <laughs> ass. and Because <he's> <laughs> a lightning bolt had hit a transformer 50 yards from where we were the exact instant. The very second that they crashed, yes. It was like the whole universe conspired to Screw with that one guy. I'm yeah. telling you, he came out of there expecting to see angels. Right. He thought he was he dead. He walked in with a big black beard. He came out looking like Santa. He was like, <laughs> he doubted entirely. He expected to see angels. Well, I, I the other thing that I thought was interesting about the, that you asked at the secret show is, is and, I, and I brought it up a second ago. I mean, we're into lineup rumor season. I, know. I mean, the rumors are going to start filling up. I really want to try and get, uh, our booking agent friends back because it's one thing that when we asked them, how do you book inside of a pandemic? Well, they're having to do it again. How do they book something that's going to happen in June when they need to do it like uh, right now? Right. Yeah. And do they, do they scrap everything from 2020, 2021 and start, start over? over or do they try to bring over what they can? Can they? I can only, I know I talk to much, much smaller scale festivals in this area and they had to postpone like Bonnaroo had to, you know, they had, they were going to do 2020 summer moved it. They thought fall, then they moved it again. And the one thing that they said that sort of stuck out to me is you can only ask bands to sort of hang on mm -hmm. maybe once mm -hmm. if they're really nice twice, you can't keep asking them, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, don't cash that check just yet type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I bet that all the deals are reset. Right. But That's, they're going to try and reset. go after the same sort of artists, you know. But a lot of it's going to be, you know, at this point, Tame's album cycle is going to be off. You know, <laughs> does does Tame come back to the States because it doesn't really fit into their 
promotional plan that they're after? Does the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters have been doing show after show after show. Does this show fit into their overall strategy next year? Those things are going to be completely reset because, you know, we've talked to the booking agents before. We've talked to managers before. It might just not fit for right. what they want to accomplish That's for the rest a great of the point. year. I'm almost ready for something new. I would almost rather just start with a whole new lineup and just start fresh. Well, that's because we already did your show for the picks. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we need another episode or two. Well, and, and everyone you picked canceled. So, yeah, yeah we're well, not going to let you pick. Did we ever year. find out whether or not um, it was a baby? Did anybody call to confirm? That's probably the no, biggest that's travesty still up in the air. That's and what we'll never know. That's yeah. what you're upset about the <laughs> most. <laughs> I was hoping maybe that was your big surprise for later. Well, who knows? <laughs> Welcome, little baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I think I, I don't remember. Was it Brent the, the from Indiana that came down? That was I, I think Kent. he mentioned Kent. 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 But of yes. course, yeah. it would be in your in your mind, Brent. Brent. Yeah. yeah, Larry. Uh, Larry my, was there. my poor wife. Barry has met her and known her for ten years. And what do you call her when you see her? See, don't ask me that because I I I had it blocked out, uh-huh. so I won't do it again. Yeah, it's, I, a, di- one it's time, a different name every time. Every no, time she's true. got a different name. How is Hannah, by the way? Hannah's great. <laughs> Hannah and her sisters are doing fantastic. Yeah. All right. This all started because I wrote about her in a story and gave her your last name. Yeah, she she has my a different fault name for in not every asking. Story. And then no, we were out in public at the market, and I called her Hannah or Hannah. Holly or something yeah. like that. I don't I remember <laughs> Henry. That's right. Henry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Kent is the one who. Yeah, he said the biggest you know disappointment is we won't know if he's a baby. That's right. Really we'll, we'll never know. We'll never yeah. find Man. out if he was a baby or not. We can only hope that he will be so back many, next year. So many levels. He might not be a baby next year. He might grow up. Oh he my could gosh. grow up. He could grow just up. blew my mind yeah. on that. He could be the middle schooler by then. The middle school. <laughs> I mean, it, the middle schooler. How, the now, fifth grader. You, you. <laughs> how, as a as a baby identifying expert, when do you think the cutoff is baby not a baby? I don't have scientific. You just know. Reasoning is kind of like pornography. Yeah. You just you know it when you see it. <laughs> I know it when I see it. Interesting. Yeah. So a year may not change it. He may still be a baby in a year. I'll know it when I see it. Okay. Yeah, I'll check uh, it out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Little middle schooler. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, other, <clears throat> any other thoughts about um, uh, the Bonnaroo, the way they handle it, the whole season in general? Do you feel like, um, like for instance, Next week is is your local festival. Um Railbird happened two weeks ago. Um, everything in New Orleans is canceled. Uh, it really there is no rhyme or reason for when something goes on, doesn't go on, how well it's done. <laughs> There's some, I mean, the, some of the stories out of Railbird where you know the first day the lines for water and bathrooms were just atrocious, and they had to on the fly you know mend those fences and fix some things on. You know, right for the second and third day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you feel about next weekend? You know, um, there's two parts to your question. How do I think it went? I for for whatever reason, um, and we've said this before, and so we're not breaking ground. It's been hard getting information out of uh, the Live Nation folks, the the people running it people that we've had good relationships for many, many years. I don't think I don't think we've done anything to cause that, and I don't think they personally are trying. I think it's come from higher up, from corporate and the uncertainty. I, I guess I'm giving them a pass on that. But it's been tough getting information, not just for us, but for fans. So that's been a, there's been a huge level. Yeah, I mean, if you think that there's been a lack of communication on – the regular attendees part. I mean, if you've had, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's not just social media. It is, and it has been one of the more frustrating parts of this entire year. Um, you know, yeah. Even even before when the first go around, like the first lineup that came out, everything was fine, and then COVID changed. Yeah, the entire communicative structure. It feels like, and I, I don't want that to sound like first world problems. Like, oh, they need to answer my phone call when I call, type of thing. Um, that's not what I mean, right? But you see the mixed messages even in social media. Correct. The the fact that some people can't get you know clear parking 
answers um, that have ticketing problems that seem to, to right. go unanswered for days and days and days. Right. So then part two of that is how do I feel about our festival? Uh, I felt great about it two, three weeks ago because I was getting a lot of communication. And then this last week I've asked for information and nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Yola canceled because of COVID. So, you know, on Friday morning, it felt, hey, I can't wait. We're going to go do this festival. And then now it's like, uh, you know. Starting to get this weird feeling like to we get got, the, yeah, you know, deja days ago, vu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so just, I, don't, I don't mean to, you know, predict or throw shade. I hope it happens. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it it got weird. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of uh, Yola canceling, back for a second, with my morning jacket getting coming one of the crew members having covid uh, that would travel obviously party. What, travel party okay got it so that would have obviously meant they were going to cancel the bonnaroo show are they a headliner when were they a bonnaroo headliner they were uh which stage they were but you wouldn't call them a headliner i would i don't okay. know why they weren't but the, i mean the only that, reason to, i asked headliners because, three people because wasn't easier. the wasn't there that rumor and i don't know who started it but they acted as if they had information that a headliner was gonna was gonna drop yeah that never happened that never happened well i mean we're now past oh yeah the point i see of, where you're going was oh, it gonna yeah. be no i don't because they didn't announce till our show friday or thursday when did we do that yeah I can't even remember. All my, all my days run together. I have no idea what day it is. I don't know either. The minute I left, the minute Ida hit New Orleans, I just, I have no concept no. of time and reality. So they right didn't now. announce they were canceling till that day. So no. Um, Might not be a headliner, but definitely a fan favorite. I mean, yeah. they, they were high on a lot of people's lists. Sure. And it's a second. I'm just trying to figure out if a second line um, band if, artist is a headliner or not. Right. Uh, or do you consider the top line the headliners? I consider the top line. See, I do too. Yeah. yeah, you're one of the three or four. Yeah, unless unless I'm writing the story and then I would call them. I would put my morning jacket in there because I want to include. Them. <laughs> really needed in. to fill that column, didn't you? No, including my favorites. Yeah, I really had to fill the there. column. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I I know that it feels um, empty, and I know it feels sad, but. It was really fun seeing most of the camp people this weekend, and I'm sure, as you know, Absolutely. although odd, I'm sure you had a blast doing a what you time. did. Yeah. yeah, and seeing that community in whatever pockets they were, I saw one of our you know podcast listeners, Evan, um, who didn't actually end up making the trip, but he did his own version of his group getting together this past weekend in in Jersey and doing a you know uh, a version of their sort of Bonnaroo. Th- you know, sit around and chat. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it it does feel like it was prevalent no matter where you were. Yeah, the Ruham crew were in at, at La Quinta, the, <laughs> the, around the, the pool, La Quinta, the yeah, majestic La Quinta, La Quinta pool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they uh, made the yeah. best of it. I mean, that's what you got to do, right? I think they had thirteen people. Some of them had flown in from L.A., Denver, and New York. So I mean, sure. you know, what are you going to do? Tuesday night, I'm sitting at the Bitter Alibi, and, and I see Frank Swanson, one of our former patrons. We oh, had him yeah? on the show. Yeah, uh, he's from Chicago. He was one of our uh, uh, guest listeners. Yeah, and uh, so we hung out and bar hopped a little bit, huh. and and they kind of the same thing. They uh, they came in from Chicago and stopped in Chattanooga and just yeah. made the best of it. I think, yeah. Brad. That I think that's a great point. I think. Seeing the people that came to the Moxie, uh, you know, 12 people or so, and there was a couple that were staying there that that yep. knew us, knew the show, um, that that was really cool. Um, having David Bruce come by yesterday with you was amazing. I mean, that guy drives, what? 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah. And speaking the of- Wuhan guys you know, drove 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Bruce, he drove through a lot of that weather in New yeah. York. He said he almost hydroplaned in some parts because the, the water wow. was so high. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy, this is, that's the story that I, I wrote for our magazine that'll come out next month is the community. Is there a paywall for that? Yeah, I'm about to say, how much is that going to cost me, Barry? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Baby, baby needs new shoes, guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but that was that the community part of it is you, you, you both have done it. You've had people who don't go look at you like you're crazy when you tell them that you camp every year at Bonnaroo. They say you sleep in a tent and they don't understand on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. 
they don't understand the community and the passion that people, I mean, like us have. We, we, it's the truth. We've done this thing every week this year about an event that hasn't happened in two years. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I've, yeah. I've been to more of these secret mini rooms than <laughs> I have actual, actual bonds. Yeah, so it's very awkward. That's the truth. And um, people don't understand that until they experience and see it. And um, the fact that, I mean, you said you were at the event the other day. A couple of people recognized you. Um, it's not about the that part to much to i'm assuming not to put words in your mouth no it's but it's the fact that people love this festival and bonnaroo happens whether it's officially canceled or not right there's still going to be the community Mm -hmm. wherever wherever they happen to be right it's a tradition unlike any other (laughs) i think that do i get a jacket masters (laughs) uh, am i gonna get a jacket well um i think it's i think it's big surprise time i think it's big surprise time. right so um I think Barry needs to. So it. W- oh, hello there, friend. This is Brad Steiner. I'm Barry Corder. After you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith with where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. It's really weird. So when um, somebody asked, actually it was David Bruce yesterday, right? David Bruce asked the question, how did you and Barry meet? So me and Barry met because, you know, he's in the newspaper business i'm in the radio business so you know one thing leads to another we just travel in a lot of the same circles we met each other at bonnaroo and then all of a sudden we decided to start camping with each other at bonnaroo we then started adding more people to our campsite and as we did that these people you see on the back wall here are our main group so we've added one person to the group this year and that is a mr lord taco (laughs) has officially got his own Camp Nut oh, Butterhead. <laughs> For the first time, we haven't added a member in five years, at least. Lord wow. Taco, finally. Now, the best part <gasps> is in oh, your sunglasses. Oh, man, look at that. Yes. You can see the Volkswagen bus. <laughs> oh, this is a big surprise. I didn't this think is this it. was going to happen. Congratulations. Wow. You're officially part Thank of you Camp so Nut much. Butter. And here's the, here's the crazy part. Yeah. Um, I don't like to say this, but you got a bigger head than everybody else. <laughs> Um, I'm really sort of upset with the size. Look at the size difference between yours and Barry's. Like, not look at Barry's and look at wow, yours. Wow, that is huge. It's very unfortunate. It's not the only thing that's bigger. Yeah, my man. Yeah. Dude. So there you go. You see Thank the sunglasses. You so much. Thank Inside you, Nick. the sunglasses, you see the Volkswagen see the bus. bus. That's awesome. There you go. I love it. Taco, congratulations. Thank you so much. You deserve it. You. Uh, wow. You're obviously uh, an integral part to our camp and and our life. So we had to. Um, make you an official part of Camp Nut Butter. So here you go. Thank you so much. Your number uh, three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is number eleven. Yeah, number, number eleven. Yeah, gonna wow. have to read get that redone now. Well, there's some we can drop off. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a few. Do a little pruning. I haven't little seen bit. Chris Cobb. He was though he was there in nineteen. Yeah, he showed up that one That's time. That's Chris Cobb. Yeah, yeah. My brother is on there. Uh, no, he's not on there. No, no good. No, we didn't do my brother. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That Joe, guy, he, Joe, Joe hadn't has, been there in a while. Joe showed up, but with he the was wife. there. That's right. Showed the, up flat two years ago. The only person for, on this that didn't make it in nineteen is the guy who's the first one doer. Oh yeah, been every year until yeah the official did, the he, official uh, uh, camp patriarch. He I had guess. some lame thing like a national a racquetball. Yeah, he that was he in the finals only one in right Texas or yeah. something. Yeah, some lame thing like that. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's a pretty good group, but uh, it, the only thing that is that might be our group. I wonder what your group does. Like, does your group have a certain thing that you guys all either? Is it a T-shirt? Is it a thing? Share, share it with us at the what podcast or at the what underscore podcast on uh, social media. I'm Good glad point. you. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that because in in talking to the Ruham guys, uh, Parker and uh, Jake, they all know, have liver disease as a that's, well, they drink hams and but, <laughs> that's their thing. But you, you know, you and I always talk about you had to come this year from New Orleans, but we live close. It's an hour away from Chattanooga to to Manchester, basically. 
I never really considered the trip is as much a part of the fun for them mm-hmm. as the actual event. They yeah. they yeah. stop in Metropolis, Illinois. They stop at the Waffle House outside of yeah, Nashville. Their, their whole, they their whole, love that. Uh, trip down here is planned around stuff they can do. Yeah, while they're never considered they it. Here. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I really like that part of it. I like what and and as especially group camping has become such an integral part of the the experience. I love finding those little things that keep the groups tied together and what is like different about certain groups from one to the other. That's always the fun part for me. So share it. I love to see some of yeah. uh, the goofiness because you know the more goofy the better. So, I mean that that like. The reason why I wanted to go to that Oop Daddy show last night so much is because, you know, I love guys that create cultures and that culture is even bigger than they are, right? Yeah. The fact that everybody shows up there in a robe. With so many robes. Because the guy. People were bringing totems, signs. Yes, it, it's terrific. Yeah. He's creating, I mean, he's really great too. But he is. They, they, he's got an entire culture and brand that he's created that's inside awesome. of that. That's what I like about the whole campsite stuff too. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Me All too. Right. Um, anything else before we uh, yeah, go away for we, a while? Well, I, that was the point. What are we going to do? Uh, we should know. let folks know. We don't know. We I don't mean, know. Uh, this, this event event uh, is not happened i don't know that we can keep doing <laughs> how, how much well, longer show can we every keep talking about? Well, you're gonna be you're gonna be here in town for a um a boutique festival called moon river that should be interesting i hate that yola is not going to be there because she would have been my yeah. absolute number one yep. and uh we want to talk to ryan french uh i i hope i'm not putting him on the spot by saying that but i think i think we'll make that happen we obviously want to have jeff Quayar on also um, i'd like to suggest we get uh, i met one of the co-owners of pontoon the brewery down in atlanta they've okay. now collaborated with they've done an official bonnaroo beer they've mm-hmm. done the rubus beer mm-hmm. the repeat repeat mm-hmm. beer um and yeah. they're fantastic and i had a Good. great time hanging out with yeah. them we had a fun time um, talking to the spicy pie guy so yeah, yeah I'm, same I'm, same thing i think that'd be a good I, so well, there there's shows out there i'm not sure we can do one a week so uh well, you know, we're we'll gonna see. have to figure that we'll out see. i mean well, but what, before you know it i mean that is the crazy thing before you know it, we are going to be another lineup it's gonna be january you know 22 you're gonna get a coachella lineup you know by yeah. november one yeah. You're going to get a Coachella lineup, then right after that, you're going to get a Bonnaroo lineup. So um, these things are going to start coming. Fa- oh, you're going to get a Hangout lineup, too, before Christmas. All of these things, remember, happen between November and Christmas because That's they right. want you to sell tickets for Christmas. That's, That's right. right. And we, we plan to talk to the folks at Consequence. They're trying to hook up some band interviews, so... Uh, th- there will be shows. Mm-hmm. I just... You and I, I think we need a break. We need yeah. to... To reset, I'd like to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that we need a break? Are we are, are we taking a break? Are you from breaking each other? We need a break. Okay. To, <laughs> no, you know, not to mention you've got to go back to New Orleans to yeah. you don't even know what. I don't know yet. We'll you don't see. have power, so there's there's a lot going we'll on. We'll see. Yeah, I'm glad to see you guys though. This was this a, was amazing. This is Yesterday this is was our first terrific. In person show, all three of us have done in what since uh, this since, basement. Since yeah, we were in the this last basement. Time, last time we, we were, were all here basement. together, we did a show, yeah. Uh, I hid something in this building, so I wonder if I can still find it. It's like I buried a treasure and see if it's still here. <laughs> Great. The way, the, way that you've, the way that you've really kept the place up, yeah, uh, it's going like, to be hard you, for me to like find it. You like what I've done? <laughs> I told, uh, the one corner that seems clean. Yeah, you guys should see this. It looks like the tornado hit. I had a, a electrician come in one day, and he had to weave his way through. And I said, I'm, "It's usually not this neat." <laughs> you came on a good day. Yeah. It took his breath away. Yeah. All right, that's Barry. It's Lord Taco and yeah. Brad. So what podcast? And thank you for this big surprise. Uh, yeah, I'm very is, uh, excited. It's the best head I've ever received. Thank you very much. All Appreciate right, it. love you, okay. yeah.
Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.